He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on a wet, drizzly, gray morning in the hill country. But boy, isn't it beautiful out there? Just, uh, I mean, it, it just sounds like a thousand straws in my front yard sucking the last drink out of the bottom of a of a, of a Coca-Cola. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? That that's, that's what my front yard sounded like this morning with the few... Uh, uh, pieces of few drips of water coming down on it. I think I saw several clumps of grass having a small battle over who would uh, get to that water in the between the two of them. It's a crazy world we live in here, and uh, that's right. You never know. Grass against grass, fighting for water. I think we're all going to be fighting for water if we don't watch ourselves here over the next few years, but we're not here to talk about that today. We got plenty of things to talk about. In fact, Pastor Greg and I are going to talk about the uh, uh, the speaker's race in the U.S. House, and uh, there's a lot of that. Lot a lot of things happening as we speak on that. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a different angle on it, um, and uh, we're going to talk about the school choice bill. And believe it or not, the uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District Student Health Advisory Committee, Student Health Advisory Council, um, uh, the SHAC is um, up to their shenanigans, SHAC shenanigans. Uh, so we're going to talk about that towards the end of the program. And by the way, did you know it's Red Ribbon Week? Um, yeah, look that up. It's Red Ribbon Week. And um be interested to see if any of our schools are participating in Red Ribbon Week. Check it out. Tell me what you think. See if you have any information that I don't have. We've got some uh, um, opportunities for you to get together with other like-minded people. And listen, that's what that's what I've been trying to do for years. That's what the Fredericksburg Tea Party has been doing. We the People, Liberty in Action, the Kirk County Patriots. And so many of these other groups that you're familiar with that have been kind of gotten started over the last 10 years, um, we're, um, there's opportunities for you to get engaged and get involved. And uh, one of them is uh, tonight at 6 o'clock in Fredericksburg at the Social House or Social House in Fredericksburg. That is the Texas Nationalist Movement. We'll be meeting at 6 o'clock. This evening at the Social House, TNM at 6 o'clock um, at the Social House tonight. Tomorrow night, the uh, uh, Kerrville Christian Chamber is going to be meeting at the uh, BCFS building. Um, that is um, 1127 East Main in Kerrville, and that meeting is going to start at 6 o'clock. And so... That is uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Thursday night, you know, that's wild. I don't have anything on my calendar for Thursday night. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Um, Friday night, Friday night, Friday night. This is a big deal. This is the third annual Freedom Fest 
that is put together by the uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party, the uh, We the People, Liberty in Action, and the Kerr County Patriots. And uh, the last two were in the spring, and uh, they were outside and a lot of fun. There was some face painting. I think the, I think I, I took the uh, uh, the Hummer, the Hill Country Patriot Hummer, to maybe the first one, maybe the second one, maybe both of them, and provided the music. I think people were quite surprised at my ability to DJ, and that's DJ in the classic sense. In other words, play music. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think there were some people surprised that I kind of knew what I was doing when it came to picking up some good, uh, fun, um, party in the, uh, park, uh, music. So the Freedom Fest this Friday night is going to be at Western Hills Baptist Church, um, here in Kerrville, and it's going to be a gathering of those three organizations. I, I have a family event um, this uh, weekend, and so I will be, I, I'm leaving uh, Friday afternoon, so I will not be at this one. Um, it'll be the first one I've missed, and I think it'll be a good time. It'll be a really good time for you to get together in a lighthearted manner with the your fellow patriots and conservatives in the Hill Country, because this is not a serious meeting. This is lighthearted. This is fun. Bring your kids. Um, and uh, it is, uh, yeah, this is lighthearted, no grumbling allowed, uh, no grouchies allowed. This is fun, patriotism, and uh, Western Hills Baptist Church, 6 o'clock Friday night, the Freedom Fest. All right, before we take off on a short break, I've got a little bit of, of, of um, uh, Ben Franklin here from you from Poor Richard's Almanac. This is from the improved uh, almanac in 1753. Uh, Richard, uh, poor Richard's new and improved almanac. Not sure what he did different. I think I'm going to have to research that some way. What was the difference between the old poor Richard's almanac and the improved Richard's almanac? Uh, but that's where we are, 1753. And I, I had not seen this one before. And uh, this one caught my eye. Uh, this morning it says the goodwill of the governed will be starved if not fed by the good deeds of the governors. The goodwill of the governed will be starved if not fed by the good deeds of the governors. So um, have you seen any uh, governed people who have lost their goodwill I'm raising my hand, <laughs> and uh, and uh, that is because uh, we're not being fed by the good deeds of the governors. So, y'all stay tuned, and uh, we will be right back after this very important short message. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. You're listening to the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. 
uh, bringing you, uh, well, I bring you Texas news. That's what I'm about. Not even Texas news, but Texas legislature. Um, what are your elected servants <clears throat> doing? What are they up to local uh, uh, and statewide? And, and that's where um, that's where I focus my energy. I still, I still think we can save Texas. Um, can't do it alone. Um, so I need your help, but I still, you know, people look at me really strange when I say that. It's like, well, why don't you talk about uh, uh, things happening up in D.C. and all of that? And it's like, because I'm, don't, there's not much I can do. I, I'm sorry, but that is so dysfunctional that your access of your everyday citizens to what's happening in D.C. is just, it's just no good. And at least here in Texas, there's some semblance of the availability of our Texas, of our state legislators, legislators. Uh, there is some semblance that of, uh, of, of goodness in there that makes it, uh, it makes it look like we can still make a difference in Texas. So I think we can, and that's where we are. So we're in the third special session. So very quickly, special sessions, the Texas legislature only meets every other year for um, 140 days. And uh, the governor has the right, the ability uh, to um, to call a special session for something that he thinks needs to be taken care of. And that is solely at his, uh, the governor, his or her governor, um, their discretion as to what the subject of the sp of the uh, special session is and uh, what work can be done during during that. So the special session we had all been anticipating, and they told us this back in June. They said that in the fall, in the fall, which is where we are now, um, in the fall, the uh, governor said we're going to have a special session for school choice. So the special session comes along. Um, he announces it, but it wasn't just for school choice. He added three more things to it, and um, it it's all beginning to look like a joke. The Senate got together, immediately went to work, and in two days, two days, the Senate were able to have their committee meetings, committee meetings, lay the bills out, have hearings, vote them on the floor, and send them down to the House in two days. Um, we are now into the third week. We only have 30 days, um, and so we're now into uh, the third week of the 30 days, and the House has still not voted on anything on the floor other than to recognize people for birthdays, which uh, I was there when a 90-year-old lady got a, a congratulatory vote um, for her birthday um, and that was on day one of the special session in the Texas House. So the um, the uh, how, the Senate bill on school choice uh, that came out and was worked on immediately and sent down to the House, they didn't even bother to look at that. They have not had a hearing on it yet. Um, as of yesterday, one had not been scheduled. I'll take a look during the break here and see if a one had been scheduled. But the House came up with House Bill 1, um, and it is um, uh, it was filed by Buckley uh, in the House. It has no co-authors on it. I'm sure it was all, uh, I, I couldn't even tell you the history on it, where it came from or anything. But the it has been filed, and I can tell you that reading over that bill, 
Um, it is absolutely a piece of junk. You can see that the Democrats, uh, the heavy hand of the Democrats is all over that bill. You know, they formed their own committee on school choice. You know, forget the committee that the, uh, uh, the, the Texas House, you know, uh, the legitimate committee uh, formed <clears throat> by the Speaker. The um, Democrats got together and created a, a group. I don't know if it's officially or legally called a committee, but they uh, created a group to come up with a, uh, with a school choice bill. I would be sh not surprised. I would not be surprised at all if the bill, House Bill 1, which was uh, introduced by Buckley, authored by Buckley, actually came from the Democrats. In fact, <clears throat> I would be willing to bet that a big chunk of that bill came from the Democrat Democrats. This bill is nowhere near what the um, the it's nowhere near what the governor wanted on school choice and if i were to you and i were to have a conversation we'd say well what does school choice look like to you if you were to write the bill or i were to write the bill to me it would be like well every student can go to any child can go to any school they want to um and the money should follow the student and um i think that would be it's as simple as that uh the senate bill is too narrow for my tastes um in fact i think a lot of people said that uh, there's the opportunity to amend it in the House. Now I have. I'm, now I even doubt that um, because the Senate bill is actually looking more. Even though it was a pretty lousy bill, it's looking really sweet compared to the House bill. Is that are they doing that to us on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. But um, under Senate Bill One, the uh, the there who gets to have an ESA, uh, a, 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 an education savings account, or the money following the students, it's, it's, it's a real narrow list, first of all, a narrow, narrow list. First of all, 40% uh, of the ESAs will be um, for people who qualify for free or reduced lunch ESAs. So 40% will be free, free lunch people. 30% of those whose parents have to, uh, that's a, a different poverty line. Um, so there's uh, there's 80. And then the last 20% is going to be, let's see, is that 80, 30, 40, 70? No, that's uh, 70. And then the last, then there's 20% for di students with disabilities and then the remaining 10% for all other students. Um, and so it's it's really not school choice, is it? Um, it's options for some and not for others. Now the house is coming along and they're going to stick a, a one-time bonus for all teachers, $4,000. Um, they're also going to take, they want half of the, uh, the state funding from the allotment to increase the salaries. All right, and it says employees. That include excludes school administrators. Well, at least they got something right. Okay, so um, and uh, homeschoolers, they're getting the short end of the stick on all of this. They're getting the short end of the stick on all of this. In fact, it might have gotten really short had homeschoolers not reached out and gotten in touch with the Senate because it came out of, uh, of committee. Uh, Senate Bill 1 came out of committee with nothing 
for uh, uh, homeschoolers. And then when it was on the floor in the Senate, it was amended to add homeschoolers. And that kind of thing happens only when people call, when when they get in touch. And so obviously they got some phone calls from um, from numerous homeschoolers who wanted to be somehow included in this. Here's my prediction, and I made it last week, and, and I, should have a, uh, I should have a predictions book in here. My prediction is that this uh, bill, that we're not going to get any kind of school choice bill out of the uh, third special session. Don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't have any, any hope for it. I think the way the House has been dragging their feet and behaving, I think what's going to happen is that we will, uh, this thing will play out, this, the, the uh, House bill will get over to the Senate, and they'll all look at it and go, you got to be kidding me. The Senate bill will get to the House where the Democrats who, uh, who run the Texas House, and I'm just going to start saying that, uh, the Democrats who are in charge of the Texas House, um, they will, uh, they're going to ho-hum the Senate bill. Um, I don't know if there'll be a conference committee on either one of them, but I can see that someone probably to save face will schedule a conference committee, maybe on day 28 or day 29 of the 30 day period. That's my prediction. And that they'll come out of the committee and they'll go, we just can't agree on this and we're out of time. Dad gummit boy, I'm so, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We just needed more time. Someone needs to ask them how many years school choice has been a priority or part of the Republican Party platform. But since we now know and can admit and confess um, in front of God and everyone that the Texas House is not run by Republicans, is fully under the control of the Democrats, since we can now say that, and we all know what that means, um, it doesn't surprise me. It shouldn't surprise any of us that this is what this is going to look like. Can you make a difference in this? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go take a quick look over here at TLO.com. Uh, meetings by date, the House, have they scheduled anything? They have scheduled nothing. Today, the Calendars Committee meets. That's where bills go to die. Um, they're meeting as we speak right now. It's up to Dustin Burroughs, who is a Democrat in, uh, in, in he, he's a trans-publican, um, who is from the Lubbock area and claims to be a Republican, but pays no attention to the priorities or the platform of the Republican Party. And yet all the nice little Lars up there just jump up and down. Oh, he's got an R by his name. We're going to vote for him. He's got an R by his name. Um, I don't know how and when this is going to change. Maybe when we all start hurting more. Maybe that's, uh, we just haven't hit enough pain yet. Maybe that's the issue. Folks, um going to try to keep you up to date on this special session. I do not have high hopes for it. And I uh, think the, uh, true, uh, the, the, the true colors of the Texas House are really starting to bleed out. We've got to make a difference in this upcoming primary. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a short break and uh, get Pastor Greg on the phone. There's more where that came from. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. Oh, no. 
All right, we are back. And um, so uh, right now, as we speak in the uh, up in uh, D.C., unless things have changed, the uh, Republicans are meeting in conference as we speak right now. And let me see. I got to get um, we got new buttons to push here in the um, uh, the, the 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 bunker. And uh, so but they're meeting as we speak. And so I want to be able to um, give you some updates on what is uh, happening in uh, D.C., so they're meeting as we uh, they're meeting as we speak. They're supposed to come out of this um, out of this uh, uh, meeting with behind a single um, nominee for the speaker. And if that works out, they're going to come in then and vote this afternoon, hopefully on the floor for the speaker of the house, and maybe the Republicans will all be in line there. Let me see if I've got Pastor Greg on the line with me right now. Pastor Greg, are you with us? Hey, I am here, and I am with you. Okay, we Greetings are... Greetings from uh, Show Generation Radio World. All right, good to hear from you. We are on the air right now, and um, don't, need, don't know if we need to let you do your intro, but... Uh, was just giving folks an update on the Republicans who are meeting as we uh, speak in D.C. in conference. Hello? Arguing over the Speaker of the House. Yes, sir, arguing over the Speaker of the House. And um, I was just looking, I think last night when I went to bed, there were, I believe, eight uh, nominees. And I think as I just looked, I think one of them dropped out, Dan Moiser, if I've mispronounced his name, I apologize, Dan of Pennsylvania. He has dropped out. And um, so the the ones that are left, uh, Jack Bergman, Byron Donalds, Tom Emmer, Kevin Hearn, Mike Johnson, Gary Palmer, Austin Scott, and uh, my page just redirected me. And uh, Pete All Sessions. Right, so, Pete Sessions, go ahead. Yeah, Pete Sessions. Yep, yeah, yeah, and 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 Pete. Uh, boy, what a uh, well, I, you know, in my opinion, and I, 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 and I've had him on my program. Representative Brian Donalds, I think, is probably the best choice out of everybody there. Okay. All right. That happens to be who Chip Roy, and again, all of this is just breaking. Um, I did not see this. Uh, well, I guess I could have seen it on Twix yesterday. Chip Roy announced yesterday afternoon that he was by, uh, backing Byron Donalds. Um, I, tr I trust Chip Roy. I've questioned him occasionally, but I trust him. Um, and uh, I believe that uh, I think if he thinks that... Um, this fella, Dan, uh, this fella, blah, 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 there is his name, uh, Donalds, Byron Donalds. Byron, Byron Donalds. Tell, yeah. tell us why you think he's the man out of those eight. Um, well, I, I think that he has, uh, his principles are, are aligned with, with our conservative principles. Um, he has a, a, a pretty powerful, um, you know, personal story that I think holds to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he uh, he he was uh, someone his, his that that uh, was a survivor of uh, of a mom that said, "No, I'm not going to abort my baby." Wow. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, I had him on 12, uh, 12, uh, 2, 20, 21. Okay. And, uh, and, uh, did a 25 minute interview. You can find the audio. Actually, I'll put the audio up so that our Hill Country audience can listen to, to him. Uh, but, uh, the segment is entitled Stop the Tyranny, but he talks about the American opportunity awaits those who work hard. Yeah, nothing wrong and, with that. And, 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 nope, he talks about equality. He talks about the importance of hard work. He says, look, you know, I, I'm, you know, look what I've come through, a single mom, look what I've come from. Um, and, and, you know, America is the greatest country in the world, and, and it provides you with great opportunities. And people need to start, you know, stop attacking our country and making excuses and, and start doing what needs to be done. So we we had this conversation as we do every Monday afternoon, Pastor Greg and I, and I keep telling one of these days we're just going to have to hit record when we're having that conversation. I think it would make a good uh, podcast. But anyway, the um, um, uh, the thing that I want to talk about, um, you're going to be able to get coverage all day on who got chosen and who all of these eight people are and 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 what the uh, the logistics of this is and. <clears throat> did they come out with it in agreement or not agreement? Did they all sign the, the, the pledge or not? Those are details that everybody's going to be having all day for you. <clears throat> what I'm bothered by out of all of this is the number of people, including those on our side, or as the president puts it, our team, uh, those on our team, um, quite a few of them are being very, very critical of this of this uh, speaker selection, as they were the 15 rounds for McCarthy. And the, the what's being said is that this is the end of the Republican Party, the destruction of the Republican Party. In fact, it was a conservative, or at least a Republican. Um, I read an article yesterday, and um, I think it was Michael Reagan. Um, again, I couldn't find the article again after I read it, but I think it was Michael Reagan. And he said that, uh, he said that, um, he said that, um, that if they couldn't even pick a leader in the Texas house, how do we trust them to run the government? And so my thesis on this is that what we're seeing, not only in the McCarthy race, but in this current race is actually good. This is the overturning of the old global Republicans, globalist Republicans, and are, we're trying to get some good conservative Federalist Republicans in there, and the fight is going to be ugly. Where do, where do you stand on that thesis, Pastor Greg? Well, I think that you know, any time uh, that that you're going to uh, get in and 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 do a, a a deep clean of your house, you're gonna you're gonna stir up some dust, and and you know, uh, it, it, it's probably at some point going to look pretty ugly as you're as you're cleaning all the garbage out, right? You know, when you when you start pulling out, uh, pulling the furniture out away from the wall, and you. Uh, and you go into the laundry room and you move the laundry machine and the dryer and what have you, and you get that crud that's on the ground. And, uh, and maybe there's some places, you know, in the bathroom that you haven't cleaned for a while. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, cleaning the house get, gets, gets a little bit dirty, but it, it is the healthiest thing. You, you need to do it. It's, it's, a, it's not a, 
It's not a want to. Uh, it, it's not a, gee, I, I'll, I'll think about it. It's have to if you want to have a healthy home. And if we want to have, uh, you know, a healthy house in the federal government, we know the federal government has not had a deep cleaning in, I, man, I, I don't, I don't know that I can really, right? Uh, yeah, recollect. I, I mean, we, we, you, 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 you could argue what well, you could argue Newt Gingrich and the, and the, and the contract with America, maybe, right. Maybe. Um, but there were still, you know, a, a lot of entities that were, that were left in place. Yeah. And, and we know that, you know, one of the challenges president Trump had, and it's a challenge that whoever the next president is, is going to have is going to be, you know, getting a handle on all of the, all of the administrative state and so on. So a deep cleaning is necessary and, and there is huge resistance because everybody right now is fat and happy there oh, and, yeah. and they, they don't, they don't want to see, they don't want to see the system, uh, you know, undone. And, and they do everything they can. I, I was talking with a friend of mine, it's been a few years now, but we were talking about, there was a, a, a young uh, man that they had, uh, you know, sent. He was idealistic, principled, and so on, and they sent him to Washington, D.C. He lasted one term, mm. and, and, and they, he came back, and he was like, you know, I, I, I mean, it, from the from the very first day that I got there, and they knocked on on the door to my office, um, it, it it was you you were in a a slimy battle, and and uh, no thank you, I uh, no thank you. So yeah, I, I and I just had um, uh, there's a thing called the American Family Project. Have you heard about that? Yes, Matt? I have. I am familiar with it. Yes, I am. In fact, I interviewed. Um, uh, I, who's in charge? Do you know the off the top of your head? What, who's who's the top of that? Because I think I interviewed him recently. Uh, his name is. Um, hang on, I just had him on yesterday. His name is. Uh, there you go. Tom, you know, Tom McDonough. Tom McDonough. There you go. Um, you know, one of yep. the. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, go ahead. What were you going to say about this group? Well, I, what I would just, all I was going to say is is that you know, uh, considering what our party's supposed to stand for, and all this is, I mean, the, their whole thing is about reestablishing what is the family, what are family values, why are family values important, and what is Congress doing to protect real American family values. Versus everything else they're doing, like the disrespect for marriage, for marriage act, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know that he can only get, and this includes, I think, five senators. They can, they've only got twenty four people signed up. Wow, wow, yeah. This this is um, you know we've made it all the way through this conversation without using the term swamp, Pastor Greg. I love your analogy of clean <laughs> uh, uh, of cleaning the house, but you know let's get visual here. When you drain the swamp. There's going to be lots of bodies in the swamp. You clean my house, you're not going to find any bodies. I don't think, unless my wife's hit them really well. Um, but, boy, when you start draining the swamp and cleaning out the swamp, 
not only are you going to see sure. the, the bodies, but that's going to be evidence of, of crime, of, of terrible doings. I don't think anybody wants this uncovered in Washington, and whether it be Trump or Chip Roy or any of these guys who are coming in trying to bring everything back, this is going to be an uphill battle, and the the media and the establishment and the globalists are going to do their very, very best to paint it as an ugly horrible battle that shouldn't be shouldn't be happening and we should all sit down and shut up and i'm telling you folks if you can't handle this fight in the republican party if that bothers you you, i think you need to go back and take a look at what's really important to you and what's important in in dc because i we should not anytime you hear anybody criticizing this just say no this is what we need this is this is the house cleaning this is the swamp draining, and there's no way to make it pretty. Well, you know, people say, you know, why is it the Republicans can't come together when the Democrats do? And we know that there are some quote-unquote differences, or at least they pretend that there are some differences with the Democrats. But the reality is that Jay Christian Adams uh, brought this up, and Hans um, Spakovsky brought this up, when, uh, when Jay wrote his, his book, when he came out of the Department of Justice after serving two years under Obama, after having served under Bush, uh, you know, he, he, he resigned. And one of the things that he said on my program, because we were talking about this deep state, and we were saying, you know, because everybody talks about, oh, yeah, they're having meetings, and they're making these plans. And, that, and, 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 uh, and Christian said, they're not having any meetings. They're, they're not... They don't need to have a meeting to do what they believe in. In other words, they all they're doing is is living out their beliefs. So everything they do, now I'm not saying they don't have meetings, but it's not like, and I love your term, Matt, they don't have secret squirrel meetings <laughs> to talk about strategy, okay, because that's what they believe. The problem on the Republican side has become we don't know what we believe. Yeah. We, 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 pass a, we pass a platform. We spend all these hours. We get all these people involved. The whole party votes. Yeah, I mean, line by line. That, that's the convention, folks. The convention is line by line. This is what we believe. When the Democrats get together and line by line, including the removal of God, okay, and I'm, but when they get together and they line out, this is what we want to accomplish, by God, when they get to Washington, D.C., that's what they do. They do what they say they're going to do. Over on the Republican side, it's, well, what kind of a deal do I need to make to put this item up here so when I get there I can do whatever the hell I want? Well, that's exactly what the governor of Texas does. When the governor of Texas sets out his top four priorities, I have never seen those priorities align with the party platform. Yeah. Yeah, occasionally, occasionally, but it's all instead of... Well, maybe one item, he pretends like it's the border, but he has had eight years to do the border, and he's not done a daggum thing. Amen. I know, I know. And um, we're we're arguing over another uh, a, a billion and a half or something right now for the border in the Texas House, and uh, it, it's I I tell you what some of the Democrats are actually bringing up some valid points. I'm sorry um, on on what we're doing at the border. 
Um, most of the points, and I watched a lot of the um, uh, the hearing yesterday on appropriations for a border, a Texas border wall, and uh, it was painful to uh, listen and watch that yesterday, but I did. But there were actually a couple of Democrats that actually made statements about, we haven't done anything at the border yet, and where did the last money go that we sent you? And listening to the governor's spokesperson trying to explain where all the money that's already spent on the wall, where it went, um, it, it was uh, it was a little bit fascinating. And um, I'm not uh, going over to the Dems, but I am just just. Uh, put, no, I hear yeah. you. I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, I'll, let me let me tag on one too that that I think we all have come to have concerns about, and that is the the drag queen and the gender modification issues that are happening in our school. Right. Okay. Well. Here's the here's here's the, the 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 deep dark dirty little secret. Okay, James Younger, the Youngers tried to go to Governor Abbott to yep. get his help to stop the mutilation of that little boy. Right, and and Greg Abbott refused to take the meeting, and initially, before Dade Felon came into play. When, when they brought those kinds of bills up to stop that, behind the scenes, Greg Abbott's the one that killed them. And yet Greg Abbott demanded his number one priority was, I want every four-year-old in school being indoctrinated into all of this perverted crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, very, very... Uh yeah, not uh, the. It, it almost makes Fact. it. It almost makes it feel like that the state convention is a waste of time and money. Do I dare say that? Well, it's it. Here's the thing. As Republicans, we 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 are told, don't get. You know what the Word of God says. You have not yet shed blood in resistance of sin. Hmm. You have not yet shed blood in resistance of sin. Hmm. That's what the word of God says. The closest party to, to biblical and, and, and as, as Christians, we've got to choose a side. Yes. We're going to have to choose a side and we have to choose how the nation, the United States of America, which was providentially put into place, by God, we have to decide what is this nation going to look like. Is it going to be? Is it going to be run as a godless, uh, heathen, uh, just Sodom and Gomorrah? Right. Or are we going to step up, and are we going to do what God has called us to do and make this a place of of justice and righteousness, where everyone has opportunity and everyone prospers? And God's blessing and his hand of blessing and protection remain upon our country. Hmm. And there's two political parties right now that are kind of running things, although really it's a uniparty. We can, get a lot, we can have that argument. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pick one. And I think that most Christians have chosen the Republican Party. And the platform is certainly the one that is most representative of those biblical constitutional values. The problem is, is that once they're elected, we don't hold them to the fire in the same way that the Democrat Party 
and their members hold their members to the fire. And we have big money donors that influence what people do that have absolutely no principles at all. Pastor Greg, that's a great way to wrap this uh, section up, and um, we're way over time, but we always do, and I love it, and it doesn't bother me. I just went on to Twix, um, and uh, Twix, there are no posts this morning from Chip Roy or um, Byron Donalds or even, let me see, I don't think I have anything from Josh Hawley. Um, I, there was, uh, I don't see any, anybody, any of our house folks, uh, posting anything yet this morning. So they must still be in, uh, their, uh, session, uh, having their squabble. So that's, uh, where we stand right now. Pastor Greg, thank you again for joining us, uh, as you do every Tuesday. And, um, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, Matt, so very much. God bless the Hill Country and, uh, and God bless, uh, America. And, and may we just stand strong on the firm rock of our, of our truth and salvation. God bless you all. God bless. Thank you. Texas politicians fear him. He's Matt Long. We are back and uh, just got a note from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, Jeff, thank you for sending this in. Um, and uh, I didn't know we were going to be able to get data, get numbers from that uh, secret uh, meeting this morning, the conference. But apparently, um, I'm just going to read what Jeff sent me. This is coming from, or he, he claims it's coming to from... Representative Andrew Clyde, who is a Republican out of Georgia. Um, and it basically shows that Emmer with 78, Johnson with 34, Donalds with 29, Hearns with 27, Scott with 18, Bergman with 16, and Pete Sessions with 8. Pete Sessions is from Waco. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Pete Sessions has dropped out. I don't know. They may have come up with some rules for this uh, vote. We don't know about those rules. I know that uh, the Texas House, uh, three sessions ago, uh, went through uh, an extensive, uh, the Republicans in the Texas House, the Republican conference or, uh, got together and went through an extensive little list of rules for selecting the speaker within the uh the conference one of their rules is don't tell anybody what happened inside the room so i'm a little bit surprised that this number money number has been released by andrew clyde but that's where it is right now and uh, thank you for um let's see here's a place uh jeff peterson says to go to the hill.com that they have some live coverage of the speaker nominee so there we go. That's where it's at as we speak right now. Um, we got some shenanigans going on with Shaq, Student Health Advisory Council here um, in uh, Fredericksburg Independent School District. Um, do not have time to go into it now, but they uns very unceremoniously just dissolved the last Shaq, even even before people's terms were up. 
They just said, nah, we don't need Shaq. We don't need this Shaq no more. There's too many argumentative people on it. They didn't like the Shaq because there were several people on there asking questions. So they just dissolved that Shaq and came up with a new Shaq. And um, it's going to meet Thursday. They have already released a uh, an agenda for the Thursday meeting. And guess where the comments from the um, uh, from the public is going to be at the very end, at the very end, at the very end of the meeting. Shaq does not want to hear from parents and members of the school district and from uh, community members. They want you to wait until the very end of the meeting for you to have your say. Um, we're going to get more coverage on that this week. It's a shame. It's it's. I'm not going to say it's criminal, but it is a huge shame to our uh, independent school district of Fredericksburg and to the Shack and the people who are running that. I'm going to go to Titus, um, Titus three, verse one. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed. And, man, if I had another hour, we would talk about that verse alone. But we're going to keep going. To malign no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration for all men. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. Not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy. Mercy, mercy. Boy, do we all need that. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. KRNH HD2. Kerrville. K271CH. Frederick.